friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Edge Munster. And I, I want to welcome you back um, to a little segment that I like to call Penny's Critter Corner. Ooh. I tell you about an animal that has been deemed scary or spooky in our in our world. Um, and today, it's one of, I would say, the most aesthetic spooky creatures. Oh. We're going to talk about moths. Oh, yay. That's fun. Yes. So who who among us does not appreciate a good moth? Um, I am, of course, a person who has a moth tattoo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, sure. Um, in some, true bisexual fashion. <laughs> in true bisexual fashion. Um, preserved moths and butterflies in my home. Um, I do happen to know that you have a few of those yourself, Miss Midge. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely a, a bug girly as in general as it were <laughs> yes um so i think as as with many of us my first awareness of moths um was definitely just you know the kind that you see bumping up on light bulbs <laughs> in the summer uh -huh. um but eventually i started getting introduced to some of the more stylish members um, of the family uh, and of course as any any other animal crossing girly i caught a lot of interesting moths with my little my little net on my animal net. crossing island uh <laughs> So I thought it would be fun to talk about them today. I'm excited. I was not ready for uh, for moth talk, but I'm glad that it's time. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's always time for moth talk. Uh, so we got to start with the basics. Um, what are moths? Uh, this may seem like a dumb question, but uh, it turns out that being a moth is kind of just like a vibe. Um, <laughs> so I get it, moths, I do. <laughs> right, I know. Uh, so moths and butterflies are the two types of living thing um, that are part of the order Lepidoptera. Um, and a moth is defined as an insect that's a member of that order, but is not a butterfly. So it's oh. like literally butterflies and friends. <laughs> so if you're not, it's like a rectangle can be a square, but a square can't be a rectangle. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm like butterflies are obviously... Butterflies are the Beyonce in this situation. Yeah, right, and, and you exactly. just got everybody else. Yeah. Um, right. So with that kind of definition, uh, you might not be surprised to hear that there are a lot of different kinds of moths. Uh, so I will tell you, Midge, there are 17,500 species of butterfly. <gasps> oh. Would you like to guess how many species of moths there are? I mean, I'm going to guess there's more than that because anything mm -hmm. that's not that is a moth. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say we're looking around like um, 50,000. It's higher, Midge. <gasps> Tell me, how many moths are there? 160,000 varieties of moth. That's a lot of moths. What? That is so many types of moths. Uh, moths came first. Um, they existed before butterflies. Um, there are moth fossils that are estimated to be 190 million years old, wow. which crazy. Also, didn't ever really think about moths as a thing that there could be fossils of. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you must. Around. Yep. Um, so the word moth comes from the old English um, motha. So it's like the weird, like funky D's in old oh, English yep. that are with the TH. Um, which they think is maybe related to the word matha, meaning maggot, um, which is also the same root as da 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 midge. 
Hey, I'm just a maggot. You're just a maggot. It's because, it's because I'm not a butterfly. I'm just yeah. something else. Just a weird moth girl. Yep. <laughs> um, so moths and butterflies do have like a lot in common. Um, so Lepidoptera, the name of their order, actually means scale wing. Um, mm. These are the only creatures we know of that have scales on their wings. Um, so if you've ever like handled a moth or a butterfly and ended up with like powder on your hands, mm-hmm. those are teeny tiny scales from their wings coming off. They're like little dragons. They are like little dragons. Um, and I thought that that was just going to be like a one-off fact, except for then I read an article about why they have scaled wings. Um, and it, it turns out it involves one of our other favorite spooky bugs, spiders. Yay! Hey. Um, so they think that the scales um, might help moths and butterflies escape from spider webs oh. because if they like back off quickly enough, it'll like just, just stick like, to a away. scale and they'll flake off and just be like, "Not today, motherfucker!" And That's cool. Fly on off. Um, there's also apparently some theories about like it helping them fly, like air moving with the scales. But mm-hmm. I thought the spider part was most interesting yeah that's evolution man cool right it's crazy (laughs) um so in general moths and butterflies have lots of things in common um in addition to their scaled wings they are both the only creatures we know of that their proboscis their little feeding Mm -hmm. tube coils back up um and they both start off as caterpillars before transforming into their winged adult selves which like okay i'm just gonna come out here and say that (laughs) The fact that caterpillars turn into moths and butterflies is is spooky as hell. Like that's <laughs> fucked up, man. Like you you're just like this little worm thing eating leaves, and then one day you're like, I'm just gonna make myself a little blanket, and then I'll just dissolve and become something that has wings. Like how how is that even an option? I know that's like in their genetic code, so they on some level like know what's happening right but like i can't imagine you just wake up one day as a different creature and you're like what the hell and like a creature with like an entirely different like anatomy of transportation (laughs) and and anatomy you're just Mm -hmm. like oh i took a nap and then i woke up and i was a bird like (laughs) that's how i that's how i feel after a really long depressive episode sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it's like wait what (laughs) just wake up a completely different person like hello there you go i feel that um so there is apparently not like a super official way to group different types of moths so it would seem not based on the 160,000 categories yeah um i read a bunch of different stuff about this that was very confusing and i was just like this is it's late i don't understand this um but it basically like there are subcategories that people use but it sounds like none of them like reach the like biological scientific requirement to be like this is a legitimate like categorization Mm -hmm. of animals so who knows it's not that important uh let's talk about how moths are different from butterflies uh so moths tend to be stout and fuzzy instead of like long and slender like a butterfly um and they also usually have feathered antennae where butterfly have their little thin antennae with like a club or a ball on the end 
Um, most moths are nocturnal while most butterflies are out during the day. Um, but there are counter examples for like all of these, like the page about moths is just like most moths are nocturnal, but here are the ones that are out during the day. And also (laughs) here are ones that don't have feathered antennae. And I'm like, I see why you're confusing to us moths. (laughs) You just, you refuse to be categorized. And like, I respect that. A really, uh, a really niche stand-up special. Just like, what's the deal with moths? (laughs) What's that's this, this podcast episode is basically (laughs) what's the deal with moths. (laughs) Um, but moths are usually drab or dark colors, um, while butterflies are colorful. Um, but as we all know, there are colorful moths, um, mostly the ones that do come out during the day. Um, but there are some lovely nocturnal colorful moths that we will talk about. Um, one thing that was just kind of random and cute, I thought was butterflies tend to rest. Like if they're sitting like with their wings straight up. And moths usually rest with like their wings spread, which they're showing off. They're showing off. They're like, check these out. <laughs> these out, guys. Um, so if you think of a moth and you're not like us, a you know bisexual goth who loves moth, um, <laughs> probably thinking about moths like zipping around the light bulb, like I mentioned before. Um, as as with most things, we're not really sure why they do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the most popular hypothesis is that moths use the moon um, as like a point of navigation. And I guess that it like helps them travel in straight lines because they're always like, you know, kind of like equidistant from the moon if they just like fly towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when they see a bright light um, that's super close, they're all like, shit, is that the moon? Like, <laughs> I better fly over here. Oh, no, it's it's here. What's happening? Um and the sad thing is there are theories that increase in light pollution in the world has disrupted moth mating and pollinating because they're just flying into things and they're not doing their normal moth stuff because yeah. they're like traveling towards all these light bulbs. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. And so, of course, from from this is where we have the phrase drawn like a moth to a flame. Um, so. Moths are often used in literature to symbolize like obsession or attachment, um, as well as much like butterflies, they're used as a symbol of transformation, new beginnings. Um, They often represent those kinds of things to us. Um, Moths are often known as pests. Um, There are lots of moths that eat crops or, you know, you might have been told to worry about moths eating your sweaters Mm -hmm. um, growing up. But of course, this is not the majority of moths. as I just kind of mentioned, moths are actually pollinators, just like bees and butterflies. Um, they are often un- underappreciated as pollinators because they're out doing their doing their work at night um, when mm. we don't we aren't there to observe them. But they are but flying around, it. landing on flowers, making sure they keep growing. So we appreciate you, moths. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for your service, moths. Thanks for your service. Uh, you also may not know that silk comes from moths. Um, Silkworms are not worms. Um, they are actually the larvae of the Bombyx mori moth um, and also a few other assorted types of moths, but that's like the primary one. I weirdly did know that. I don't remember why I knew that, but... <laughs> there you go. Um, when I was younger, I always kind of imagined that silkworms like excrete silk like right. a spider um this is not the case no, uh, just so <laughs> rip rip to all these moths uh sorry guys um 
the biggest moth is the atlas moth which can get up to a 9.5 inch wingspan yeah they're sick that is that's such a big moth i definitely remember catching that one in animal crossing (laughs) yeah (laughs) i definitely remember the atlas moth covers your whole face when you hold it up yes (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and finding it like seeing actual like live pictures of one like sitting in someone's hand and it's like as bigger than your hand that's crazy i would not like to come across one of those unexpectedly (laughs) (laughs) i'm like so i think we've talked about this before but i'm like i admire like the moss and the bugs but also i'm i'm not a bug girl like bugs do gross me out so i'm just like and the the, i didn't mind looking at like the pictures of the moths for this but then i would like scroll down and there'd be like here's the caterpillar and i'd be like i don't want to look at that one I, uh, I think I like, I, I'm definitely still a person who doesn't want to be surprised by an insect. Like, mm-hmm. like if a giant moth flew directly at my face, it would give me a start for sure. Yes. But, but I am like a, a handling, like I, I'm, I'm always picking up bugs and spiders and stuff. Oh no, couldn't be me. Couldn't <laughs> be me. I was, I was legitimately worried. <laughs> So like I was, I thought about getting my moth tattoo for a long time Mm -hmm. and then I was like, but what if, what if it scares me? And then I have it on my arm and I look at him, I'm like, oh God, there's a bug there. (laughs) I have that sometimes with my, uh, I have a phone case that has like really realistic spider Mm -hmm. silhouettes on it. Um, and I had that thought where I was like, what if every time I look at my phone, I'm like, oh, spider. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do have a friend of mine got a tattoo of some kind of beetle and it does kind of scare me. So I was (laughs) like, "Mm, I don't know about this, but of course, um, for anyone who has seen my moth tattoo, it is very fantastical. And so, yeah, it does not. I've never seen a moth look quite like that in in real life. (laughs) Not quite quite like that. Not not quite. (laughs) Uh, But. Hey, speaking of notable moths, uh, we have your friend and mine, the Death's Head Hawk Moth. Hey! um, Known for its markings that resemble a human skull on the back of its body. So this moth is probably most famous uh, for its appearance in Silence of the Lambs, uh, which we have an episode about, so feel free to go check that out. Um, but it has been featured in a variety um, of film and literature, including a Poe story, yeah. The Sphinx. Um, it's in La Chian Andalou, uh, the like absurdist Salvador Dali film, uh, which have you ever watched that? You know, I did in college one time, but I don't remember. Yeah. I was going to say, we, I also watched it in college and I do not remember the moth. I do remember an eyeball being cut open. (laughs) That is the primary thing I remember (laughs) from that film. Wild stuff. uh, I just know I was a a youth in college and there were likely substances involved in the viewing of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, we watch it in class. So. Oh, yeah. Me too. (laughs) No. Well, Well, now i'm like what class would that have been for i don't know yeah you don't have like an art degree right 
No, I mean, it's creative writing, so it's something liter. I'm sure oh, we were yeah. doing something about absurdist yeah, something. literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they were like, let's watch the Salvador Dali film. Whatever. Not relevant. That was just a, a side topic. College be wild, anyway. <laughs> College do be wild. Um, Things that I did not know is there are actually three different species um, of Death's Head Of moth. course there are. Why wouldn't right? there be? I know. Um, The one that you mo that we most you most likely are thinking of um is the african death's head hawk moth which is found obviously in africa but also um in the uk um and then there are also two other asian varieties um that have the similar that look very similar and also have that kind of skull marking on them sometimes i get like wigged out thinking about the fact <laughs> the fact that like other countries just have like that moth in my head kind of seems like fake like it's really yeah. cool but like because mm -hmm. we don't have them i'm like right yeah that's not a real thing though and i'm like man imagine if you were just like walking around in the uk and that's just the thing that they have that's crazy it is it is crazy it is one of the, like as i was reading these and they're like oh like this is the most fabulous like american moth and i was like oh shit i guess we do have our own moths that nobody else this is why there's 160,000 of them sometimes yeah. they're they're just living in their own countries doing their own thing well and death's head moths famously have british accents so i guess that makes yes, sense of course yeah. every, every death's head moth has a british accent <laughs> as, as we all know <laughs> Um, probably, I would say the other most popular moth is the Luna moth. Um, yes. So I, I was really enjoying reading about this moth um, because so many of the articles about it were just like so admiring. Yeah, they were just like, oh, definitely the most stunning of the American moths, and uh, apparently, it's the only moth that has ever been on a U.S. postage stamp oh that's cool um like there have been several butterflies um but the luna moth is the only moth and the luna moth is also on the cover of some like moth guide because <laughs> this website was just like oh often like you know selected as a representative of its species <laughs> which i i liked that um, yeah <laughs> also the main thing that i remember about luna moths was that um do you remember lunesta commercials oh absolutely yeah. um yes uh so for anyone who doesn't know this was what probably in like the 20 2000s 2010s um there was a sleeping medicine called lunesta and it was like a beautiful luna moth was shown like flying through and like it would like touch people and they would gently like, touching you and putting you to sleep yeah <laughs> um do you want to know something wild about luna moths of course um they don't have mouths or oh. a digestive system because they never eat they only live for a week um and they just burn off all of the food they ate as a caterpillar and then they die wow. um and that's that's a thing that a lot of moths do which i think is pretty creepy <laughs> that's that seems like an evolutionary fault somewhere <laughs> they they're just living their best caterpillar life and then they're like okay real quick gonna turn into a moth gonna evolve lay some eggs no and then die <laughs> This is like, have you all seen this video? Uh, what what are their names? Frankie and something. The pod, other. Oh podcast. yeah, yeah. And, and they're talking about how like whales have to breathe every like twenty minutes. Yeah, they have to like that. Just seems that's an underwater mammal. Like what? 
right just poor, like, what poor what do design. you mean yeah what do you mean what do you mean you don't have a mouth moth nope no moth you're no you're, moth. you're mouth, your mouth. name yeah i was gonna say your name is one letter <laughs> off of mouth and you don't have one oh man yeah it's that's crazy but i mean i guess like I have definitely had times where I'm like, I wish I didn't need to eat or sleep and I could just like be a robot and live. But maybe what I actually wanted, maybe what I actually wanted was to be a Luna moth and just be beautiful and then die. (laughs) I mean, you haven't died yet, but you're succeeding at the beauty part. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, those are, I think those are probably like the most popular moths. Um, we do also, I want to give a shout out to the rosy maple moth, who is a beautiful pastel little pink and yellow. Um, got a, got a shout out on our flag means death, which I think brought it back into our, our public appreciation. Um, is that the of one moths. that, uh, is that the one that Hasoteratoma did that moth look based on that was pink and I yellow. Think, yes, yeah, that would be the rosy what maple. What is it? Moth. Rosy maple? Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually seen one. I'm about to give it a goog. It's so cute. <gasps> oh my god, she's it precious. So, yes. Like that is like if someone was like draw me, a, draw me a, like a kawaii moth, that is what someone would draw. But it's real. Literally if I saw that online, I'd be like, oh that's AI. That's not yeah. real. No, that is, for sure. She's so why is she so cute? She is so cute. Oh no, there's a mini like squishmallow one of her. Okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I, I'm I'm having a problem. Continue. <laughs> Midge is having new moth realizations uh, throughout this episode. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. Um. But as I kind of mentioned before, like briefly, and I think very much ties in, like in Silence of the Lambs, we definitely see the moth as a symbol of transformation and um that is the case in literature and cultures there's apparently um there are some like i was trying to find like superstitions and things about moths there's not a whole lot of specific ones like there is some connection between moths and death just because you know they're they're out there being spooky in the nighttime (laughs) i feel like any 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 nocturnal creature people are like this probably has to do with death death. (laughs) right well and i was even gonna say too you brought up our sounds of the lambs episode um but also our crimson peak episode i mean crimson peak uses a lot of this imagery of like moths as especially when you said like um the idea of obsession like i feel like the moth Mm -hmm. really in that is uh lady lucille and her mm-hmm. her, hung, her hunger her obsession <laughs> yes yes black moths um and oh gosh i just had it in my brain and it went away oh yeah when so you mentioned evolution earlier mm-hmm. and there is a moth that is kind of famously used as a um demonstration of evolution it's called like the peppered moth Hmm. And they observed them in um, the UK that after the Industrial Revolution, these moths started to get darker, they think, because they're trying to blend in with, like, soot-covered trees. Yes, I remember reading about that. Yeah. Isn't that cool? And now they've kind of, like, started... I mean, it's also very sad because pollution. Yes, (laughs) but but they've started to get lighter again as, Mm. like you know once we were like oh maybe it's not great to just like pump soot everywhere (laughs) yeah maybe 
crazy thought maybe we shouldn't just pump coal into the air right <laughs> wild thought what if we didn't that we that? that we breathe and need to survive <laughs> um do you have a favorite moth midge is it one of the ones we've talked about or well, do you have another apparently favorite? now it's the rosy maple <laughs> moth that i yes. didn't know existed i mean i i had awareness but i had not seen i hadn't it. seen it yeah and yeah once so you much, see it you're like oh that's a good moth it's so much cuter than i ever knew it could be um yeah i mean i i think like my introduction to moths was probably the luna moth i feel like mm -hmm. that's probably pretty common um but i love that she's kind of like absinthe green <laughs> like yes. she's very very hoey and glowy and i love her mm -hmm. for it um yeah i just i don't know i mean i love i think you and i are both i love like um the dark counterpart to anything yeah beautiful and as we know the moth is definitely not a butterfly it's if we yes. know it's the <laughs> only thing we know one thing we know about moths <laughs> it's that it's they're not, not butterflies butterfly. and that's so, it <laughs> yeah I, I just i love them they're little spooky guys they are i'm i'm fond of them too they're like they're spooky they're like i gotta get i gotta get up on this i gotta get my good lighting i mean who doesn't relate to that <laughs> they really understand me <laughs> yeah i feel i feel like moths are like butterflies like cool weird sister and yeah. i it's I, the goth I, cousin I, at the family exactly. function and yeah. i was like and i i i too as a as a weird goth sister slash cousin I, I can relate uh, to the moth experience. Who, who, who was also green at one point. Yes, also green, you know, can be in drab colors, but will occasionally show up looking very bright. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that was That is Penny's Critter Corner. I just was thinking about moths, and I was like, <laughs> I should tell Midge about moths today. And I'm so glad you did. <laughs> Well, thank you, friends, for joining us. Um, if you are a fan of moths in general or any particular moth, um, we would love to hear about it. Um, and if you are enjoying the show, we would even more love to hear about that. Uh, you can, <laughs> <laughs> you could even leave a review talking about your favorite moth. Um, so you can leave those on Apple iTunes. Uh, you can leave Spotify comments. Um, or if the place that you listen doesn't let you leave reviews, you can always send one to us on Instagram, which I think Mitch has today. I do. This is from Lil Jess the Strange and just mm. sent us an Instagram DM review that says, uh, hey, I wasn't able to leave a review where I listened to your pod. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I just wanted to say I love you both so much. I found you when I found Midge's video on her trip to Salem in September. And on my flight and trip, I just binged your podcast. Aww. And now it makes my Mondays less crappy. Also, I love that. Where did I lose my spot? <laughs> also, I love that you are Midwest girlies who also love Vixen and La Femme en Noir. Hey, uh, that Crimson Peak set is to die for. That is true. Penny and I are both. We had much trepidation. Uh, figuring out what pieces we were going to buy from uh, that yes. crimson pea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a spooky Midwest gal in St. Louis. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I'm just in love with this podcast. Every week I get to hear about things I love and learn about things I didn't know. Please never stop. 
We don't plan to. We don't. Also, did 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 we both get the moth dress from the Crimson Peak? We did, but I think we got different cuts. Mm-hmm. I got the baby yes. doll. I got, got the midi. Right? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so there you go. Some moth, moth action girlies. for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jess, uh, I'm excited to hear that you're in St. Louis, and uh, if I'm, I'm out there a lot, so you know. Maybe maybe we'll see each other around sometime. Give me give me a shout if you see me walking around with Andrew and Devin. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. Um, if you want to be like Jess and follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Ghoul's Night in Pod, uh, where I will be posting some photos of attractive moths. <laughs> and <laughs> if you would like to follow me, you can find me across the web at Penny Snark. And you can find me all over the web at Midge Munster. And until next time, goodbye.